Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, October the 3rd. We are coming to you, as always, from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. And joining me today in the room, we have got... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Good up. What has everyone been up to? Did anybody go see a movie in the past week or so? I've been <laughs> catching up. I haven't seen anything new. <laughs> I've seen here. about 14 movies in the oh, past yeah. week. Uh, oh, well, you went to Fantastic Fest. I did. I went to Fantastic so Fest. So give us the update. What's worth looking out for? Uh, so I really enjoyed The Lodge mm-hmm. way more than I thought. That's not going to come out till February pumped. now. So, Yeah. Very pumped. Yeah. I liked it better than Hereditary because I thought that it maintained, like it didn't just jump the shark at the end. Like her, right. I felt like I was say, you didn't did. have high totally jumped the shark. What was that? What was that? <laughs> if you kind of set up, don't I just think. make noises. Give me an answer. I you mean, can't. No, there's an can. early beheading. I think it totally full circle. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but the end sucked. And this didn't. <laughs> don't uh, hold back. <laughs> now I'm less excited about the lodge because of this disagreement. Well, because you think, you know, like you, the premise is you got a stepmother and two stepkids, well, stepmother to be, and then two kids of her fiance. And he, they go to a lodge. Um, the family had gone every Christmas, but then uh, the stepmother was coming in, and the mother was obviously not in the family anymore. And so. Then the dad has to go back to work because he's in demand in his job. And so uh, they stay there. But then there's a blizzard, so he can't get back to them as quickly as he thought. And hijinks ensue. Uh, (laughs) So you think, okay, it's the stepmom or the kids that are evil. You know, somebody's got to be evil. But the way that it plays out is... Killed my interest. It was the snowstorm that was evil. Yeah, it was. It was the snowstorm, and it was it was treacherous. There was some ice, some black ice. Oh no! I know, I know. It'll get you every time. So I really liked that. I really liked uh, Parasite. Yes, tell us uh, about that. That's one I'm excited for. See, I feel like okay. So Parasite, I didn't let myself check in too much. Like six months ago, when I first saw that it was coming out, right. I I read the synopsis, but. And reading the synopsis, I wasn't that intrigued. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I feel like I've got to see it. And then it was, it was bananas. So it was really, <laughs> it was really good. It's about this, this family um, not doing well. Uh, and, you know, they're financially in ruins. They're living in, you know, like a, in squalor, basically. And it's how they kind of pull themselves out of that. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> Through lies and deceit. <laughs> Through lies and deceit. And But it's so well-crafted and, and way funnier than I thought it was going to be. And it, the pacing is perfect. It's quick. It, it just holds you to the very end. What is that look on your face? Oh, I'm this excitement. I'm very yeah. excited. I'm that's, very, that's your excited very look? excited okay. for Parasite. And as you're describing it, I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> just so all the the reports on this film just it's, make it sound like the yeah. best movie of the year. And when you hear that, yeah, you get pumped. So it's definitely the most interesting. But Knives Out was also very interesting. Okay. So I liked that I too. I'm on the I fence s- with that one because I saw the trailer finally for it yeah. uh, when I I forget what I saw recently, but I was like, okay, this does look kind of good so yeah i it, it was does and daniel craig stick with the accent does he commit to the accent through <laughs> he, the whole movie he pulled it off oh it i don't know so <laughs> weird. i mean he's the best part of logan lucky yeah the accent so i his, like him stepping out of his comfort zone. him being so funny was like because that was a he nailed it like everything he brought to that role made it so and i i knew it was daniel craig and i kept thinking but is it? He's channeling something yeah, else. Yeah, there's something else going on. With <laughs> He's he has a bit of like a a skill with comedy that I would yeah. never have expected from him. Just because he kind of has that flat tone in a lot of his performances. Oh, right. Comedic timing was yeah, really good. Even in the trailers, it's got me very interested. And his eyes are weirdly blue. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's got to be wearing contacts for that. Or are they, they color corrected? That's what kept throwing me off. Like they're they're piercing. They're steel. Yeah, it was and. And that fit with his role too, so that was good. And then uh, what was the other one I saw? That oh, I saw a couple of that I'd never really heard of. Happy Face uh, about a group of people with facial deformities in a support group, like trying to be accepted in the world. And the director was there, and one of the actors, and they were all—I mean, none of it was makeup; that was all real. And um, and 
they weren't actors. How were the performances? Know? Really good. good. Yeah, like I, I wasn't expecting much. It was uh, it was my very first movie, first round, first day. And I just, I was like, I'll do this one. And then they were great. And uh, then we did Patrick, um, which I chose because the description said, this is a crazy amount of nudity. And it's, <laughs> so a, it's like, a Belgian check, movie yep, set in, in a, a nudist colony. And the guy, the handyman, loses his hammer. His dad also dies. But he's like way <laughs> more in his pocket, upset. So we know that. <laughs> way more upset about where his hammer is. <laughs> it was ridiculous. All subtitled. And, so, and then I saw some bad ones. I saw some mm. movies that I... Like uh, the last to see them, I thought it was going to be more of a true crime because it was a true crime. Mm -hmm. But it was like if they had done In Cold Blood and they just focused on the the Cutter family or Clutter, I can't remember which one, what their name was, um, and their whole day before and then just ended it. Before so it's you like even once saw upon the a time killers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the easy comparison no, to make. Although no. yeah, they go to see a movie and they get recognized. <laughs> it was that kinda. whole last day, but it felt like it was in real time. I felt like I spent <laughs> it was a whole day's twelve or... hours there watching. How long have I been happen. here? <laughs> Page yeah. six to the gore. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So bad. And then yeah, there were a bunch, but those those top three uh, for sure. And I really, uh, what was the other one I saw that I really liked? Uh, it's gone. It wasn't. It's obviously not that good. You saw. Dick oh, I Long. saw. Uh, yes, the death of Dick Long. How Which you guys had that? last Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. Um, it's not for everybody, but I don't know why because it's really funny and it made me think of my hometown and uh, <laughs> which isn't really. I mean, my hometown is <laughs> that's that why bad, it's funny. <laughs> but just like the the guys, the garage band playing a lot of Creed and uh, System of a Down, and it, <laughs> it really took me right back. Sounds like my hometown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Sounds like every hometown around yeah. this area. Well, you'll see. <laughs> If you, if you get a chance, you should watch it. And then Knives and Skin was the other one I saw that I really enjoyed, even though I don't know what the hell was happening. <laughs> Sometimes you need that from a movie. Yeah, every, yeah. every once in a while, those are was, fun. Josh didn't like it. No. It was like, like Heather's, and everybody said it was like Glee. But I didn't really watch Glee, but I can't imagine that it was like Glee. It was. You weren't a Gleek? I wasn't. Me either. So, you, you weren't? No. Oh, okay. I do love Jane Lynch, though. Who does Yeah. Wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get past the rest of it. Uh, yeah. uh -uh. All right. Well, but that's it. That's that's yeah. a good recap. Thanks. Well, we should expect to see some of those coming up. Yeah, in the I'm months gonna be ahead. really pushing for a lot of them. But I think not Knives Out's them. the first. The next. Yeah, we're the first of those. That one. Yeah, of yeah. that group. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the next Parasite. one. Parasite. We'll get that. Yeah. Very good. Well, let's take a look at the top five at the box office from last weekend. Abominable. Debuted in the top spot, earning just over $20.5 million. It's the largest opening for an original animated film in 2019, meaning not a reboot, remake, sequel. You know, everybody loves their niche categories that they can be the best of in 2019. It's the eighth film by Universal to take the number one spot this year, making it the studio with the most number one films so far in 2019. Even Disney hasn't had more number one Whoa. films than Universal this year. Yeah, but I bet you if you stacked them, next well, to you each know, other. <laughs> if you put yeah, if you stack the money next to each other, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the Disney film that released that opened to twenty point five this year, and I can't uh, well, no, probably not. That's like week four numbers for yeah. something like Aladdin, but, but then they made that for twenty Universal. for that's another awesome. fourteen weeks. Yeah, I like and them. I think it's it's sad that this is the first original animated film to do that type of number uh, in 2019 year. so that's yeah. that's that's good for them but man i don't know come on, go check out some original films well i was trying i was trying to think as i was putting this together what other it says it was the first one that's had that kind of numbers this year but i can't think of anything else this year that's released it may be the only i guess that that bird spy film with Will Smith well, that, hasn't come out it. yet. Well, yeah, no, that's uh, true. <laughs> it may do twenty. There million. is that <laughs> Sergeant Stubby dog movie that we didn't get. I was uh, gonna say I don't remember that one. So yeah, there have been a few like little tiny stinkers. Yeah, uh, that just haven't. But I can't done think nothing. of anything that's been in. I haven't. I haven't found the next franchise animated film that we've gotten the first of. Yeah, this year because that's really what you're talking about. And this is and this one's really trying to capitalize off How to Train Your Dragon. Like, right. Even aesthetically, it's it's very very similar. Yeah. Uh, and it's got good reviews, just the same. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, come see some original films, guys. Do it. 
Unless you want to see another remake. Mm. They're just going to destroy out. things you love, guys. Yep. There goes your childhood. <laughs> Downton Abbey Abbey fell to number two, earns just over another 14 and a quarter million dollars, along with Focus. I mean, Focus is owned by Universal. So that gives Universal the one, two spots last weekend at the box office. Quick question. Did anyone happen to see the SNL skit about Downton Abbey? I have heard, but I have not had the time to find it. Yeah, That was great. It is absolutely my cursory knowledge of Downton Abbey. (laughs) There you go. Oh, it's people waiting on rich people okay. and then i started to watch episode one of season one and it was so much like that snl skit that i just laughed and turned it back off oh uh, how long do we have a year and a half <laughs> <laughs> they know their audience and they know their stuff uh hustlers climbed actually two spots to number three back up to number three not many of that Climbing again? Yeah, Yeah, here lately we haven't. But Hustlers climbs two spots. Number three takes in just over eleven and a third million dollars. So sticking around, bona fide success. Mm. I would say so. Bona fide. It Chapter Two stayed at number four, making just under another ten and a quarter million dollars. So It Chapter Two hanging around still. And Ad Astra drops to number five, takes in just over another ten million dollars. Petty space movie. Heady space movie. Mm-hmm. So did you see it? No. <laughs> You're not part of that today. I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. It has just been a nightmare trying to come watch a film. Uh, that's one that I'm definitely going to see before it leaves theaters. Right. I'll go check out anything Brad Pitt's in. He's good in everything. So. Oh, easy there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, the Brad comments Pitt. I read on social, because there are plenty, say, if you like to look at Brad Pitt, you'll be fine with this. Good. <laughs> if you want anything else, maybe don't. Hey, get let me tell you, not an eyesore. Yeah. Just saying. No. Uh, and true. handsome man. I would like to see it too, and if I see it, I want it to be on the big screen. Yeah. yeah. I want to see if everyone is wrong with their flippant comments about the story. I hear I hear mixed things, but sometimes people have bad taste, and they're wrong. So <laughs> can't wait to check it out. Well, there you yep. go. <laughs> I do like yep. Brad Pitt and his... Like older movies, not older. I mean, sorry, more recent. As movies. he's gotten older, right. as he's gotten older, yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, his, the parts he's playing. I don't know if it's just he's more like I'm being more selective, and this is who the character I want to be, or always wanted to be, or whatever. I don't know. I just it seems like he's more. I don't know how to explain it? Not more into it, but he's, like he's got this like, and it's really starting to shine now. Just magnetism, like charm. It's really, really something he's very enjoyable to watch on screen just when he's talking, whether it's like a wry smile or something throughout the dialogue. He's just got that pull that a real movie star has. Well, and I know it's a bit cliched, but we talk about how male movie stars, as they age, become more classy, become more appealing, you know, all that kind of thing, whether it's true or not. Just like females. Unfortunately, that true. cliche doesn't exist yet, yeah. although it probably should. It but, should. Yes. There's a big swath of time where they just decide to not cast yeah. those women. for, And then like all of a sudden, they resurge. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, her comeback performance. Like She was good that entire time yeah. to stop just casting nobody, her. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody yeah. thought they couldn't sell her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's sad, but it is what it is. Big, big, big movie news this week. The biggest of the big news is that Disney, Marvel, and Sony have reached a deal regarding Spider-Man's next film because all of us thought that the breakup was permanent. Yeah, they would we, never get back I together. I never saw Money. that happening. <laughs> Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige will produce the third film in the current Spider-Man series, meaning that the next Spider-Man film is considered in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that both studios can have their billion-dollar cake and eat it, too. Spider-Man is under contract for an additional Marvel film beyond the Spider-Man movie, so he may pop up in something. Looking at the slate of upcoming stuff, I don't know what that would be, but he could potentially pop up somewhere. And that also frees up Spider-Man to appear in Sony's Spider-Man-adjacent films, the next of which would be Venom 2. Financially, Disney gets a 25% stake in the next Spider-Man film, up from the 5% stake they had in the previous two, but only half of the 50% they asked for that they brought to the table unsolicited, (laughs) unprovoked, said give us half. (laughs) Sony said no, and then the fallout, and now Disney does get their 25%. Um, 
So, yes, we will see Spider-Man continue to appear in the Spider-Man Marvel Cinematic Universe Ooh. So, he's going to be time. in Venom 2? He is... They have Turd freed the, the rights so that he could potentially show up there. There's a chance that he's like, nah, right? There's a chance <laughs> that... Yeah, because Sony's not going to want to bring <laughs> Spider-Man into that, right? Yeah. yeah. So, will it be... Will they continue with Tom Holland? Or will they try to yeah, bring that's, somebody... Yeah, that's what okay. it is. Yeah, that's... Oh, and sure. Yeah, you know at they, the, yeah, Tom Holland as Spider-Man is freed up to appear. As if, long as they do that, I'm totally... Fine. But, but Sony's got to... Split it off. But Sony's got to write those contracts because he is not contracted beyond Spider-Man 3 and whatever this next Marvel Cinematic Universe appearance is. He's young enough and he's getting to do some other stuff. I think he don't mind playing it for a little I'm sure when he cashes that check if it's it's something where he doesn't have to carry a movie, he can just pop in for a few cameos. I'm going to shoot three scenes take my check and go home. Well, there's a lot of fun stuff that involves Venom and Spider-Man against Carnage and some of the stuff. Like, there's some good storylines with that, so if they can actually pick up something with that, it'd be fun. It has some great potential. And it doesn't, and a lot of those stories don't really have to have Spider-Man in it a lot, because it's more Venom-based. I'm more interested in, like, something else from the adjacent stuff, like if they do the Silver Sable, Black Cat, Kraven, some of those other characters, and they actually make it about those characters reactions and relationships with spider-man then that could be something but you don't just shoehorn spider-man into a film which there there's no indication they're going to but if history has shown us anything studios have a tendency to make sure you throw the cash cow in a couple of scenes here it's almost a little bit of a bummer to me uh just because i think spider-man's like I know as part of the Marvel Universe, that's fun, but I think Spider-Man's own properties are far more exciting to me as far as Spider-Man interacting with characters. Right. I want a Sinister Six film with all the bad guys together. I want that epic film that you would have to build to. Yeah. Which is... As long as they build to it. And they don't try to... Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, they've introduced several figures already. Right. Uh, you've all watched Spider-Man 2 by now. Uh, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> if you uh, haven't, out on... I'm very excited to see how they bring week. Jake back. That would <laughs> right. that'll be great. I can't wait. Uh, but... The disappointment is uh, Spider-Man interacting in just the typical Marvel universe. I'm sure they might pull one or two bad guys over for right. his like solo films, but I want that little bit expanded, like that on its own. Like the Spider-Man universe and the people that he fights and deals with, they are engaging and grossing cool characters, right? And a lot of them don't really branch out into interacting with other Avengers as villains, right? So, I've I almost wish that Sony would like, you know, with Spider-Verse, everyone's reaction to it, I feel like there's a possibility that you could have a second Spider-Man going while that oh, one's working. Right. Uh, yeah, I just I just want I want more of the authentic Spider-Man style films rather than the classic mashups. We've gotten so many of those. I'm so prepared to see other teams of superheroes put together, like the idea of Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Perfect. That's awesome. Play around with it, yeah. Yeah, leave Spider-Man alone for just a little bit and build his universe uh, so we can have that awesome, epic two-and-a-half-hour movie where he fights them all. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Kevin Feige, he's going to be a busy guy. The Marvel Studios head has been tapped to develop a Star Wars film for Disney-owned Lucasfilm. Feige apparently is a big Star Wars fan, says he wants to make a Star Wars film with an undisclosed Marvel actor or actress. So someone who has starred in the Marvel films, which, you know, that's not a short list at this point. He wants to make a Star Wars film with that person. Rumor and speculation is that perhaps Disney is looking to either move Feige to Lucasfilm or try to consolidate that whole production, both production houses into a single Disney studio. Um, that all is either dependent on Kathleen Kennedy retiring or 
being forced out after the current slate of Star Wars stuff. Because again, Star Wars, this is not the first name, big name that people would re- on the street would recognize that has been bandied about by Disney Lucasfilm after, since the Solo underperformance. I mean, we've had a lot of names thrown out since Solo. None of those things have a script. None of those are in development. <laughs> All of them are just kind of like, hey, we're, we're going to do this, so don't give up on us. Solo was production's fault. Yeah. Like, the whole process is the reason that movie's not as good as Absolutely. it could have been. But it feels like since then, they have just thrown everything out there to try to get people excited about Star Wars again. Yeah. I'm a little suspect that they're throwing this news out today as opposed to holding it until after Rise of Skywalker because if you're trying to talk about, hey, we're going to do this later on, it makes me a little concerned about, hey, I got this coming out in two months. I feel like it's just like they're about to end the right. the story. Yeah. Like the act, the story that is most engrossing. It's not a one-off. Uh, the part that finalizes what we've been fans of for so long, uh, but they haven't done the thing that, you know, a couple of years later, what are you to be excited about? I mean, right. you can have these like prequel style insular stories, but eventually that's going to get stale. Yeah. I mean, you're just, it, it won't have any bearing on the main character because we know how long they live already. We know that they're in other movies, so there's no uh, tension there right. with that person surviving. Like, the proposed uh, Obi-Wan movie. Yeah. Well, unless Darth Vader slashes him in half and he disappears at the end, then it's, <laughs> we know exactly what happens, <laughs> yeah. or we find out that that one was a clone. Uh, yeah. So, Ooh. yeah, right, because <laughs> yeah. they do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're just trying to figure out a way to extend and expand this property uh, without relying so much on what's already established. You kind of got to... It's, you created a whole universe. Right. I, you have other stories you can tell. But I think you save this news until closer to the... Let people see Rise of Skywalker. Form whatever opinion they are or aren't going to have. Say, that okay, we're done with that. And then you come out with the next... Here's who we have on tap here. Here's the specifics of... Here's what's coming next. Here's this film at this date. This film, this date. This film... This. Because right now what we have is Disney said, you're going to get something from Marvel uh, here, and you're going to get something from Lucasfilm here, and you're going to get something Avatar-related from Fox here, and so pencil these kind of rough ideas in around these major holidays yeah, around right? Christmas time, but... Who doesn't but there's love, no plan. Like the pro- the, the, the proposition Avatar of Nine <laughs> coming out in 2050. Yeah, yeah, untitled unknown film. Yeah, that's just we know we want to make it by then. Yeah, we want money here. Is yes. what that is. It's not even we have a good idea. It's we would like to <laughs> cash in a check on this date, and then we'd like to go to the bank on this date. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Yeah, uh, because the more time that passes before you get any details. The more like worried I am about the quality. <laughs> Who would have thought that you know taking your time and producing something might be more successful than just saying, "Here's the date." Hit yeah, it. here's this. We're turning it in this day. So, yep. uh, yeah, I I really want the Star Wars world. I really want the again. Star Wars <laughs> world to grow and expand, and I want to be engaged fully by a story that doesn't revolve around you know, four, five, and six. Yeah. And I don't know when that's going to happen. I mean, maybe the Mandalorian, I guess. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. And they they are at that point where they're closing shop on the original story. So, yep. yeah, unless we get 10, 11, and 12, which we will uh, eventually. Yeah, just whatever that happens yeah. to be, yep. Jason Bateman, who won an Emmy for directing at last month's Emmy Awards, directing Ozark, he is in talks to direct and star in a reboot of Clue alongside Ryan Reynolds, who had produced the film. The two co-starred in 2011's The Change-Up. Loved it. Better than it should have been. Sounds like they do have that. a chemistry on screen together because they are both. Those are two guys that even if the movie's terrible, you'd like to hang out with them afterwards. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even when they're playing against type, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is fun. That's yeah, um, but touching a property like Clue is I where mean, it could potentially, you know. 
It's one of those things where do you need to do another clue? Or could you just do something that doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have the name recognition of clue, but it also doesn't have the stigma of we've already gotten this and we all really like it. Yeah. Well, Clue's one of those movies that I don't think is actually good, but is a blast. Yeah. It right. yeah. can't be fun. Yeah. And it's very, very enjoyable. It's not a brilliantly made yeah. film. But we already like this. We do like yeah, <laughs> So we I don't do. necessarily want, you could call it any number of things. You know, who done it or what it, you know, just something else just nice to have out. that. That would be a great title. Hey, for example. <laughs> uh, game night. Yeah, game there you night. Go. I'm sure this is a thing that's definitely tried and true. Uh, yeah. Have, has anyone here seen the movie Bad Words? It's the first film that Jason Bateman directed. No. Mm-mm. I don't think so. It's not great. Uh, but I do think he definitely has a talent with the camera, although that movie is almost just brown. It's a very ugly-looking <laughs> film, right. uh, but kind of funny, and he does have a knack for like framing comedy. Mm-hmm. So with Clue, I imagine even if he's directing it and Ryan Reynolds is producing it, I would not be shocked at all if they were parts of the movie. Yeah, they're uh, supposed to be co-starring. They will be co-starring? It, yeah. Okay. Who's Mr. Green? Who's Professor Plum? See, I think Bateman's more the straight guy, butler... Oh, yeah? And Ryan Reynolds, who knows what he would be. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Because Tim Curry, I mean... This he's what? He's, yeah, he's got a good smarminess to That's him. the thing. He, and he plays the straight guy until he needs to dial up the manic, but then he can dial it back down very quickly. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be your Jason Bateman role because... He's, like, constantly trying to regain composure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I'll be excited for it. I mean, we beat up so many other movies for getting remade that are like <laughs> beloved. Right. And this is one of those ones where just a plain old reboot that's almost the exact same with different people and different jokes could just be fine. Yeah. Be fun. Do you know you don't because now the technology exists where you can There's choose no your own adventure if you're watching this on a streaming platform. Like, Bandersnatch or something. That'd be, that'd or be you could do, or we have had films in the past with different endings, you know, in different theaters. No way that they don't do different endings. Yeah. yeah. That will be a massive failure on their end if they don't film multiple endings. I don't know how they're going to adjust for the singing telegram because I don't <laughs> know right. that that's super popular anymore. Yeah. So. Or the fact that every one of these folks would have cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's going to be one of the first lines of dialogues. Yeah. Like, Everybody turn in your cell phone. In here. Yeah. Yep. It's like everyone turn them in. Yeah, it'll be something yeah. like that. Do you think they'll still call Mr. Body Mr. Body? You got, if you are going to call it Clue, you have to, if you have you said have to use the terms. Yeah, if you say this is what we're going to do, then yeah, you have to play straight in that universe. So. I wonder how much of it is going to be like on the nose referencing that it's silly. Like Professor Plum. But um yeah. <laughs> well, your mom's name Auntie Apricot? That's dumb. She's your mom. She wouldn't be an aunt. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's a What's dumb name. What's happening? I, I don't like, know. I'm just letting like him talk. Like <laughs> Mustard and Professor Plum and, and Mr. Green. Like, oh, I know they, what you were talking about. Will they I directly just... address the fact <laughs> that they're practically all color names? Well, you think they'll mention that? I don't think. I don't think so. I think they'll just leave us hanging. With my name being Man, my last name. If I walked into a room and there was a person whose name was like Mr. Peoples and Mrs. Lady, or some <laughs> dumb stuff like that. I think we'd have a good laugh at the very beginning. It's like, what? I think it's How pronounced Lede. It's French. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's not the first time you've thought about that. Huh? I would think you're stepping into a low budget production of, like, uh, what's that show? Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. And finally, no, not finally. We've got a couple last little bits, little tidbits. Uh, director Kevin Smith has announced on Instagram, Kirk Clerks 3 is happening with a new script that he is writing right now, this right now. moment. Okay, well, maybe not right this minute. He's probably out doing other things. But he is working on a new script. It will not be the script that was written originally for Clerks 3 a couple years ago. Uh, back then, they could not move forward because not all of the original cast was on board. Now they are assuming they like this new script, I guess. Uh, so we will have that coming down the pike. Not a lot of details more as that develops. And finally, this is the finally, we got our first trailer for Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Thoughts on the trailer for those who have seen it? Yuck. <laughs> 
Uh, was not a huge fan of Suicide Squad. Does it not yeah. look like the sequel to Suicide yeah. Squad? Definitely, definitely yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, I like the hyena. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Bring those, bring them in. I think Margot Robbie is one of the best working actresses currently. As far as new faces in the game, she's so talented. And I find the character of Harley Quinn absolutely insufferable. And it just seems like she's constantly monologuing. The way she has to change her voice, any sort of modulation just goes right out the window and it becomes this dumb, unfun to listen to, monotone dreck, and I don't like it. Uh, Ewan McGregor is way better than what this trailer is. He's such a good actor. Well, and uh, it, she it looks is like, too. And it looks like he's trying to be Joker light, but yes. the character he's portraying is not the Joker. That doesn't make sense. It's Black Mask, yeah. right? That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, and if you're going to, if this is the emancipation of Harley Quinn, if this is the break from all the crap that came before, why shoot it to look exactly like Suicide Squad, which we got her in and that was not a commercial success and is not regarded as one of the better DC films. Her to Emancipation, be kind. Uh, it's called The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. You would think, like, you when would you tell do a, a clean break, when you tell a story, <laughs> the point of the story is to tell the most interesting part of the whole journey. That's, that's the story. Yeah. So Come I would in as late as possible. Yeah. The breakup or that separation. I don't recall the end of Suicide Squad because I tried to repress it as quickly as <laughs> possible. There's a bunch possible. of stuff floating in the air. It was night yeah. <laughs> because you got to cover the CG. She doesn't break up with the Joker in that, does she? Uh, they, uh, not, not formally, real, officially. Real. Yeah, they, you would imagine this movie would be about that separation and her breaking apart and making her own space and really refusing to continue to be a part of that. Like You would think that inner tumult, Mm -hmm. uh, all that 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 should be the meat and potatoes of this film, and it seems like... It's another chase That happened (laughs) off screen, and now there's an interaction with a Joker surrogate who's trying to do the same thing? Is that what's happening? That's what it it looks like from the trailer. But, having said all of that, the hyena looks cool. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? Mixed bag. Mixed bag. (laughs) They borrowed one from Favreau. Hey, can you send us your hyena guy? <laughs> we, need to, we need to put a couple in the film. If it doesn't sound like Keegan-Michael Key or Eric Andre, I'm very <laughs> upset. Uh, yeah, I, I hope it's good, and there's a way that it could be good. Yeah. Uh, it's a trailer. We've been promised good movies and not gotten them. We've been promised bad movies and gotten good ones. Yep. So I don't want to, like, assume anything but at the same time, a trailer's how you sell something. This right. is like, hey, look at this. And my hey, look at this, it was like, this is just colorful and flat. And I really, really hope that the actual product turns out well, because I love Margot Robbie, and I would love to see a wonderful performance of the Harley Quinn character. Even in Suicide Squad, when she got all those great reviews, I was like, I don't think we watched the same movie. Do they like accidentally watch I, Tonya? <laughs> She's great in that. She's Just to great. let you know, when you whisper like that, it's really hard to hear. <laughs> Which is maybe what he was going Only for. Because I, oh, they'll hear it. Only <laughs> because I listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to take a very long drive and I listened to it and I was like, I had to turn the volume up real high and then Joey came in and I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like to speak right after he's done whispering, just, <laughs> just to throw our listeners off. <laughs> I modulate entirely too much. <laughs> New in theaters this week, since we're talking DC, might as well. Uh, we have Joker as the big release this week. It's the only wide release, and it's the one that everyone is talking about uh, for good, bad, or otherwise. Most of the discussion is not about the film because very few have seen it unless you've attended one of the film festivals where it has debuted. Uh, But most of the scuttlebutt is about everything surrounding the film. Mm -hmm. Um, Just don't to get into specifics, but just kind of talk to us a little bit about how that has impacted how you guys are handling the release this weekend. Or is it? 
We've definitely had a lot of guests ask, uh, media ask, like, what are we doing to mm -hmm. prepare for this? So, and and we we recognize that that's a concern, and we want you know our guests to be safe, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so we have, you know, we've talked to local law enforcement. We're going to have increased security personnel here, um, and then. It's not that we're not allowing cosplaying uh, because we don't want to stifle that creativity. Right. Uh, we're discouraging masks. Um, we don't want anybody to become more alarmed because fear is already heightened. Right. So it's it's not even necessarily about the person in the right. mask. It's about the person in the theater who might be yes. a little focusing on, edge. on that the entire yeah. time, yeah. like yeah. shifting. Or yeah. yeah. It's about keeping it a fun experience at the movie theater for those yes. who have come to the theater. Yeah, everyone's yeah. stoked for Joker. Everyone's right. pumped to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I love Todd yes. Phillips and his comedy work, so I'm curious to see his <laughs> dramatic work. Well, you're almost like opening a door that you want us to walk through, but we're not going to. Yeah, they, uh, and then it's it's a hard R. Yeah. So that's the other thing, you know, like, um, don't, this isn't something your kids are going to enjoy. Yeah, there's you no, know, there's no Batman in this. Um, <laughs> A character so, study, guys. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. not, yeah. It's, it's this is not the Joel Schumacher film. So, but yes, we will have um, increased security presence. We have um, security here on the weekends anyway. Mm -hmm. That'll be stepped up, and we will have the signage. You know, telling people please don't wear masks. Just so we want everybody to feel like they're safe and yeah. welcome. I mean, all the time, but especially in cases like this where there is that extra level of fear mm -hmm. of the unknown. Very good. Coming up this week at the Alamo Draft House, it's October, which means this is one of my favorite times to talk about what you guys have going on. Yeah, my ours too. <laughs> Tonight, <laughs> Thursday night, the host at six forty. This is the Korean film. Yeah, yes. by yes, by the Bong same guy that did Bong Ho. Yes, Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Very talented filmmaker. Yeah. We yeah. like him Auteur. so much. We named one of our theaters after yeah. him recently, which is <laughs> the weirdest thing. South Lamar renamed. Yeah. Renamed. Wow. Yeah. As Very of last cool. week, I was like, did I just hear that right? I was standing right there, and I'm like, that's not... Really, though? Well, and I saw the pictures, and they had the plaque on. Yeah, yeah, I saw the plaque, but I was like, this must be just for... Oh, okay, yeah. so it's a permanent fixture. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, mean Girls movie party at 7 o'clock. A real horror film. Because what's the date? <laughs> October 3rd. That means something to people who know the movie. Yes. That's why we're showing it then. And a pop star never stops stopping sing along yes. at seven twenty. This is a this is a nationwide sing along uh, rollout. Uh, yeah. This is very stop. exciting. Uh it's such a funny movie. <laughs> I saw it when it first came out because I loved Hot Rod so much and Lonely Island. Yeah, you know, all their pro Island. their production value is really great. And when yeah. they get to sing and stuff, that seems to be when they flourish. And uh, there's just countless songs in this film that are hilarious. But not only that, I remember when I first watched it, the first thirty minutes of the movie. Not not to disparage any other part of the right. film, but it was like the most laughs per second that oh, I had experienced I wait. in a movie. I'm going to see it for the first time. Oh, okay. It's That'd be so fun. dumb yeah. and funny and all the supporting actors that they get in there, like Maya Rudolph, Bill Hader, always going to shout him out, uh, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. There's just such a bevy of little tiny cameos and they're all having fun and the story's good too. It seals in it. It's great. It's just a great movie. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you're excited about that. I'm excited about the next one. Got my tickets already for Saturday. Yeah. The Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein cereal party at 11 a.m. I will be wearing my Cereal Monsters t-shirt. Fantastic. For this. I'm excited yes. to uh, that people want to come see it. Absolutely. It's Costello really... movies are awesome. Yeah. And this is this is only the second time that Bela Lugosi was Dracula. Oh wow! I did not know that he was Dracula in the original film and he was dracula in this and that was it he was not dracula in any other wow. universal i film. never realized that uh that there were two draculas made like within a year of yeah. each other one like the spanish and yep. the english version uh, yeah, i learned that, was, that this year yeah, as well yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like i thought the dracula movie this because it said spanish really, we're showing the spanish version right. and i was like I thought Bela Lugosi was in is, did he speak spanish is that what's going on here and I was very shocked to, to see find it. out like, there was no, a second it's just film. Almost yeah. the exact same movie made in yeah. different countries. Yep. So okay. cool. 
Sunday, a lot going on on Sunday, the 1931 version of Frankenstein at 1 p.m. It's the one you expect to see when you hear Frankenstein. Uh, the Dark Crystal at 5 p.m. The movie. The yeah, you're not not going to stream the Netflix series. Yeah, I need to make sure everybody yeah. understands. Yeah, don't don't plan on coming for a yeah, you know ten hour binge. It's, it's just gonna a be film. okay, guys. <laughs> it's the it's the real one. Yeah, we do like a thing like after every three episodes. Like, Stop a, Are you still watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, guys, are you still in the going? theater? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple knows you can get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then that follow is awesome. the film club screening at 6.40 p.m. on Sunday night. It's got Olivia Coleman. It's got snake handling. It's got Walton Goggins it's as well. It's got Walton Goggins. I always forget that. Yeah, I shout I him out also. He's snakes. a big one. Yeah. He, uh, he kind of disappears into roles. You never he know does. what you're going to get out of him. He's great in Righteous Gemstones. Oh my God. He's great in a He's lot amazing. of things. I haven't seen anything he hasn't been yeah, great in. Yeah, that's true. On Monday night, The Mummy. This is the 1932 version. Again, the universal classic, not the any of the others. Any of the others. Uh, the Exorcist, Monday night at 7 p.m. And Memory, The Origins of Alien at 7.20. Fancy little documentary there. It tells little, the tale. Yeah. That was at Fantastic Fest, but it, it was not when I was able to go, so I missed it. Tuesday night, the Terror Tuesday screening of Poultrygeist oh, about the throw about the throwing chickens. Yes, the ghost chickens. No, about Poltergeist at six forty p.m. Although Poultrygeist would be a lot of fun, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show movie party at seven o'clock. That's not the only one you'll be doing. Oh this no, month. we have we've got a bunch of them. Yeah. We have four or five. I can't. I think it's five. I believe it is five. Yeah, it is. There five. we go. Showings of Rocky Horror Picture Show. The movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Party. <laughs> Wednesday night, Metallica S&M 2 at 7 o'clock. This is the second Metallica concert yeah. series yeah, film. And this is Some news around Metallica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sad. But right, we're yeah. still showing it. <laughs> I mean, he's seeing help, cash so that's right good. Yeah. 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 And Mr. America at 7.20. Very excited about that. Pump for this one. I am absolutely caught up on the show that leads to this. And for those of you who haven't watched and are a fan of Tim and Eric, Mm -hmm. I cannot recommend strongly enough on Cinema at the Cinema. You can watch it on adultswim.com or check it out on YouTube. Uh, each episode is about 10 minutes long. There's also some spinoffs with some Oscar specials. <laughs> Catch that check a, on the way out. Yeah, because you really want to know what's happened so far yeah. because there's been a lot that's transpired with these characters leading up to this film. It's yeah. on its 11th season. Uh, if you like reviews and you like good movies and you like people who love good movies and you like a little bit of silly satire, <laughs> check this one out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's I'll like be there. A script that's amazing. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah, yeah. It's passion. I will also be there because I love him. It's going to be stupid I funny. Love it. It'll be a lot of fun. And we'll have the Rick Mobile that night too. Yeah, that is yeah. the night. We're going to so get to that in just a moment. So come get riggedy riggedy wrecked but. and check out Mr. America. There you go. <laughs> The first Friday concert series is this Friday evening at Park Central Square in downtown Springfield at 6 o'clock. You guys are going to be there as well. Not necessarily you, yeah. but <laughs> they all dress us, us. But somebody's going to be yeah. there, and it's going to be a real good time. Yeah, it always Trouble. is. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Don't it worry. might downtown. not be 90 degrees. No, that would be great. Time. Or raining. That's yeah, been every that'd be first the other Friday one this yeah. summer. <laughs> Trivia Dome, Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock in the back lot. Be sure to show up for that. And then, like you had mentioned... Wednesday night, October 9th, 6 p.m., get your Rick and Morty merch. The Rickmobile is back on the lot at the Alamo Draft House. It's a great picture yeah. to, to snap on your phone or, or your camera. big old Rick. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole like, little yeah. adult swim theme night, really. It kind of is, really. And, yeah. you know, just be careful. Bring cash. Yeah, bring no cash. No one's going to say no to cash. That's nope. one thing that I learned uh, by accident. Uh, <laughs> Learn from David's mistakes. Yeah, because if you wait in line and somehow, like... Something happens with your card or anything, you could be in for a tough go. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. And You're it's gonna not going to be boiling hot this yeah. year. Last year it was, <laughs> it was one a little of the toasty. hottest days ever. Yeah. Better time of the in year the for of the this, day. this Yeah, time this around. is way better. Uh, no, last year they weren't. Was it they weren't taking cards? Yeah. Or they weren't taking cash? One which they were one taking I have? I'm sure they're taking cash. I don't the think anybody card they situation yeah, didn't the cards, go so well. I think yeah, trying to get a signal or something. Something. I remember my card got like accidentally swiped too quickly in a row or something because the first one was taking too long to load so they went ahead and swiped it again and then my card was like no 
It's like you're alert, not in, shut down. You're not in yeah. Georgia, which yeah. is like they're the studio. Where the yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's what that's happens. one of the safer precautions. Yeah. Is you know if your credit card's cool and says, "Hey, buddy, you're not where you're supposed to be. Is this you?" Yeah. Uh, it's a safety feature, but it could also, you know, yeah, for something like time. this, yeah, where they're traveling and yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be prepared. Yep. So get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out. Some I'm sure will have by the time it, the films roll. You can get them in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. You can get them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield or buy them in person. Again, just don't wait to the day of screening. Again, you don't want to be left out. You can find all these events and more. Everything for the month of October is online on Facebook. Just search for... At Alamo Spring. <laughs> go... To the events page. I thought there was going to be a throwdown. I was no, about to jump I thought on David it. was caught in a yawn and I was going to swoop in and <laughs> oh, save okay. the day. But. I utilized the yawn to retrieve a full breath and then just let it out. It was Ugh. very natural. At Alamo Springmo. Very it good. It was, it was beautiful to see. Thank you. I wish there was a camera in here right now. <laughs> well, this week we're going to do something a little fun. We've had some fun putting this one together. We recently, within the last month, brought the news to you, dear listener, that they are rebooting, remaking the classic John Travolta, Nick Cage film, Face Off. So we, this week, are going to do a Face Off, Face Off. I wonder if people are angry about that. Uh, folks, I think Face Off is a classic. A lot of folks have said, we don't want it. Yeah. But we are going to do something a little bit different. We're not going to reboot Face Off. We're leaving that to the studios. We are going to swap an actor for Nick Cage, meaning Nick Cage become, takes the roles that this actor or actress has portrayed on film, and that actor or actress will be put in Nick Cage's catalog, filmography. I love this. I'm real nervous because I put all my eggs in one basket. That's all right. Because once I came up with somebody, I couldn't <laughs> could, could it. Could not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what we will do to keep it fair, we've got the magic dice again. Everybody will roll. Same rules apply. The high number will pick first. Low number will go last. You, <laughs> oh, you're moving the loaded die. Look at that you did. You gave yeah. her a six already. Oh, I already rolled. You have it to roll it. Fast. David, oh David has goodness. the loaded six. Oh, Look at that. I knew it. It is the I loaded. I got a three. Uh-oh. Can you go ahead? Kenny and David will roll oh, off. It's a face-off. Oh, it's a three-way. Wow. Face you, off. So we gave you the loaded <laughs> on the low yeah. side. That's awesome. <laughs> so Jen is going last, no matter what happens here. David's five, got a five. Kenny's got a four. And I've got a four. Ooh, so David will go first. Kenny and I roll. Off. I've got a four. Kenny's got a four. Oh roll again. God, what's happening? <laughs> this is like paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> We're both picking a rock. I've got a six. Oh. All right. So it'll go David, and then I will pick, and then Kenny is third, and Jen is last. All right. All right. That'll I'm give worn us out. Time. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> That's all right. Ooh. So, David, first pick, you swap out a actor or actress for Nicolas Cage. Who okay? Here's how we're going to do this too. This, we're adding a layer of complexity to this because what, what? why the hell not? Um, you will get David two minutes. Oh my god, that's zero. We are time putting you on David. the clock. I know that's kind of why oh, we're doing I need this. Like, <laughs> I need like ten seconds. We so you can two have minutes everything. <laughs> yeah, you are going to get two minutes to make your case for whomever. So you can tell us everything. You can tell us who yeah, it is. It not I'm be mine. Tell us, tell us about the swaps. Why you think it's a good idea? Two minutes. At the end of two minutes, the next person will go, and then after everybody's had their two minutes, everybody will get one additional minute. Only one awesome. minute to, to either to else's. either continue to build their case or break everybody else's down. Okay. Two minutes begins now. All right. So for my swap, if I were going to replace Nicolas Cage and put him in someone else's roles while they work his roles, it would be Daniel Day Lewis. My oh. reasoning. Number one, Daniel Day-Lewis is a highly committed actor with a very, very tight filmography. He hasn't been in a ton of movies, and he's also a method actor. That's something that's very exciting about this trade. So, what you would get is Nicolas Cage stepping into almost primarily high-pedigree films. Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage is a good actor if he's used the right way, and I would be curious to see him as Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood. Hearing Nicolas Cage scream, I've abandoned my boy, I've abandoned and my child would be hysterical. It might take the piss out of a Paul Thomas Anderson movie or work <laughs> perfectly. Now, on the flip side, Nicolas Cage, while in tons of really fun, campy, silly movies, sometimes he's a little bit 
much. That's where Daniel <laughs> no. Day-Lewis comes in, who's also the right amount of too much a lot of the time. I would love to see him try to clean up all of Nicolas Cage's crappy films and try and add a little gravitas, as well as committing to the character. Can you imagine Daniel Day-Lewis walking onto the set of The Wicker Man, the remake, and trying to sell it authentically while being in character as that cop who's looking for that girl the entire time. I don't think he would leave the bear suit. He would be at, at almost the entire time off screen. So... Compared to a lot of other actors where you might just like have silly, campy things that cross over, it'd be funny to have Nicolas Cage do this. What you're going to do is have a brilliant like filmography for Nicolas Cage, and then you're going to have an actor who is cleaning up and professionally redoing a bunch of shitty movies. <laughs> Listen to that. There is the timer going off you at know, two minutes. In the movie The Jerk, they talk about Steve Martin's special purpose. And I feel like this is your special purpose. I, I feel like, like you we've were been building made for this. To yes. have this two minutes to defend Nicolas Cage's honor. I absolutely love him. And I absolutely it really love comes Daniel across. Uh, and when I say those are shitty movies, I do yeah. enjoy Your two movies. minutes is up, yeah, so you're done. So you got another minute. You can save it for your next minute. All right. <clears throat> I'm on Rebut. the clock beginning now. I probably won't even use my full two minutes. I am going to swap, and again, this is a whole thing is put together the idea that if the person was 30 when they made this movie, then we're putting a 30-year-old in that role, whatever. Um, so age is not a factor. It doesn't apply in your case. I would swap Nicolas Cage with Jack Nicholson. Oh, You're going to get Nick Cage in Easy Rider. You're going to get Nick Cage in Chinatown. Kind of fun. You're going to get Nick Cage in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like which that. to me is kind of the highlight of this whole thing. You're going to get Nick Cage in The Shining. So talking about, again, that going out manic, you're going to get Nick Cage as the Joker in 1989's Batman. Oh, my gosh. But it's not all that. Camp. You're going to get Nick Cage in A Few Good Men. Uh, the Departed with an older Nick Cage. Uh, it's going to be fun, guys. On the flip side, you're going to get Jack Nicholson in some great Nick Cage roles. You're going to see, uh, just you could run through here. Could you imagine? Well, you're going to get Jack Nicholson in Face Off, first of all, because that's what we're talking about here. Jack Nicholson in uh, just looking through, you know, Con Air, <laughs> The Rock. Jack Nicholson next to Sean Connery. How's The Rock not made infinitely better in this? Uh, again, you can run through both of their filmographies. You could almost sit here and go, okay, well, you're swapping this one out for that one out, so you're swapping out this one. But again, you've got two actors, to your point earlier, that are committed. And when they are committed, they can be dramatic, they can be emotional, they can be serious, or they can be batshit crazy. And to swap those two out and to see each other in those prestigious roles as opposed to also seeing them in those manic roles I think that would be a lot of fun, and that would be my choice. And I've got a couple seconds to spare, and I don't need them. So, right. Jack Nicholson. Right. It's a Kenny. solid case as well. Right. Kenny's choice. I will start. Hold on off. a second. I got right, no, no, to start the timer. You do what you're doing. <laughs> I, I'm not, this isn't Okay, my you're not ready? Thing. Okay. I just, uh, I'm fine. I have two choices that I'm fine with either one of them. So I will let Jen go. Really? Just in case. Just in case. Okay. That's fine. For some weird okay. reason, we may have picked. I yeah. probably didn't, but I'm fine with either one of mine. She All might right. make up your All mind. Right. Oh, I'm getting called up early. All Ooh. right. Well, this, now this may come back and bite you in the ass <sighs> in, in that last minute. <laughs> you get no, I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine with it because I'm happy with both my choices. Okay. Okay. Very I good. You are on the clock, mine. Jen, starting now. All right. Picture. Nick Cage in his early work. I'm talking Valley Girl. I'm talking Peggy Sue Got Married. Right. A little goofy, right? Goofy like a, just an American icon I call Paul Rudd. Oh, very <laughs> nice. The age isn't a really a factor because they're only five years apart. Nick Cage, 64. <laughs> Paul Rudd, 69. However, I think that Nick Cage could bring... Uh, Something really interesting to some of Paul Rudd's roles, and I think that Paul Rudd could really lighten up some of Nick Cage's. Specifically, I, I'm thinking of Paul Rudd as the punk in Valley Girl, and I'm thinking of him as Peggy Sue's like slick, shyster husband and Peggy Sue Got Married. But I'm also thinking of him bringing a little mirth to the role in Leaving Las Vegas. I mean, that was a downer, right? It needs <laughs> yeah. to be funnier. 
All right, uh, and then The Wicker Man. I don't even, uh, that would be a totally different movie. One might even think possibly a good movie with Paul Rudd. <laughs> now, think of Nick Cage in Wet Hot American Summer and some cut-off jean shorts spinning around a pole, telling a girl that she has got barbecue sauce all over her face. <laughs> Picture him in Anchorman. 60% of the time, it works every time if you got Nick Cage in there. The 40-year-old virgin, he looks like he could be. <laughs> I mean, back then. And then, finally, Ant-Man. Ant-Man with crazy Nick Cage eyes. What the hell? It, it's like a sinister element to Marvel, almost like a DC universe with Nick Cage's Ant-Man. And then just some guest appearances on Tim and Eric, Parks and Rec, SNL hosting. So my money is with Paul Rudd and Nick Cage. The end. Very good. You'll get a minute. I Hold a on. Like, <laughs> We're timing these. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, does this, would that, like, switching him out, does that make him easier to work with? Like, you Oh, know? no. It's still Nick Cage oh, okay. and or Paul Rudd. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. Sa yeah. Save that for your minute rebuttal. All right. So Kenny chose to go last. I am starting the clock, and you are on now. All right. My choice to switch him is with Tom Cruise. Ooh, and yeah, because yeah. I think. I was going to go a different route, but I, I think Tom Cruise has that same, the parts that he's been kind of a little more goofy, like Tropic Thunder and some of those, is Nicolas Cage's goofy. I think that they're both, Nicolas Cage has shown he can do action movies, like Season of the Witch, like uh, Con Air, some other ones like that. Tom Cruise obviously has that, so they could interchange in that. I think there's a lot of room for the serious. He can play... Uh, both of them can, you know, do that. He could go into Tom Cruise movies. You know, I was trying to, I had a couple, I love, like Interview with a Vampire, you know, those kind of movies. Color of Money, he can play the cocky, he can play the confident, he can play all that. So I think they would switch out a little better than my other choice. So that's that's why I'm going with Tom Cruise. And you're done with your time? Yeah, I'm good. Very good. I had more, but I left my papers at home. So. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> all right, so everybody has made their case up to two minutes to make their case. Only one person used the full two minutes, surprisingly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, surprising no one. Now you're even further limited. You have one minute to either continue to build your case or to address some of what you have heard from others as they made their picks. Are we going in the, the, we're going same, in the order? same order? You don't get the first word and the last word. You get the first word, and then Kenny will get the last word. So take a moment to think. Prepare yourself. My last words would be kind to everyone. Uh -huh. Tom Cruise, <laughs> uh, it's... Um, Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. It's uh, Jack Nicholson. Or you can continue to make a case for Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. So I'm going to... Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. I would clock. like to use my time to destroy everyone else's argument. So replacing <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson in brilliant films like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Nicolas Cage, I think would extremely diminish the rewatchability of those films. I think Nicolas Cage is good in like more serious roles and performances, and while that one's a little more like... It, over the top, it's still, I think, that he would kind of diminish it. Uh, with Paul Rudd, yeah, Nicolas Cage is kind of fun to see, be humorous every once in a while, but at the same time, I feel like he might get annoying, and it's not like his strongest forte. And also, you're going to be tossing Paul Rudd in movies akin to like that Halloween movie he was in, and he's not great in that. It's, it's, you're going to be completely ruining his filmography. And then lastly, Tom Cruise. I don't think you can replace someone who's like naturally considered as like handsome-ish, same with Paul Rudd, uh, with Nicolas Cage, because he looks weird. He's, <laughs> he's, not, <laughs> he's not an attractive man. He's a bizarre-looking character. False. And uh, I think with Daniel Day-Lewis, a character actor, uh, they both Time. easily slip in. All right. Yeah, we're definitely timing David every time he's yeah, from now on. This, this is, is a new this new format for the it. show. <laughs> every it. time David starts talking, we hit the start button. Uh, All right, I am up with my one minute. David, you want to talk about tarnishing Jack Nicholson's roles by putting Nick Cage in there, and then you chose Daniel Day Lewis. Talk about tarnishing roles. Think about the Academy Award. You can't speak. No, you're done. Thinking about, yeah, turn it off, there you go. Thinking about the Academy Awards, the nominations and wins that Daniel Day-Lewis has, and you're going to put Nick Cage in those roles. I, I think you have made your own, your own argument, the strongest argument against yourself when you tried to argue against mine. I will back your call, though, on trying to put Nick Cage in either Paul Rudd or Tom Cruise's roles. I don't want to see 
Nick Cage as a more attractive, whether it's an action hero, somebody trying to effortlessly pull off comedy because they're a genuinely funny person. I don't think that that is, that's not a good swap with Nick Cage. And that is my time. I'll stop it right before it goes off. Jen, you get to go. Your time starts now. It's interesting because I see what happens if uh, Nick Cage swaps with Daniel Day-Lewis is those Oscars are going to go to somebody else entirely. He's not going to win a single one of them. Thank you. Um, and so it's diminished automatically. However, I also don't really care about yours. Like it did nothing for me. Like I want some excitement in my pick. I want I want to generate some discussion and debate. So I'm like, okay, he can have it. Tom Cruise, now I liked that because I'd love to see uh, Nick Cage get a little like physical and, and throw himself into these roles a little more. I don't think he can do it. I think that it is, I think Tom Cruise is a little guy. So Nick Cage is a little lankier. It's not going to work out from a purely physical standpoint. And finally, uh, Joey, who even was yours? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I get to turn my mic oh, yeah, back on Jack just so Nicholson. I can tell you. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Uh, it's interesting. They both got crazy eyes. I'm not going to debate it. I think that's solid. And mine is the best. The end. And that's time. Try to catch it before the alarm goes off. All right, Kenny. <laughs> no, we will have after like the off the record, like jury strike this from the record. We, we can talk when this is over, but Kenny gets his last chance. You have one minute starting now. I mean, everybody's choices is good, I guess. But as far as the arguments, okay, one, if you go as, as far as looks, you know, Nicolas Cage, if he was into those roles and stuff, he would have done different stuff. He would have got maybe hair plugs, and that would have been thicker, lusher hair. They would have done more with his makeup to accentuate things and make him more handsome. So that's not a question. As far as being able to do all the action stuff, long and lanky doesn't mean anything. He was throwing roundhouse <laughs> kicks and con air. Yeah. He was doing all this stuff. So if you actually had a chance to you know, do these movies, he would step up. He would go, he, he would immerse himself in these roles and he would be the action hero that we all need. So he's perfect for this choice. So, and again, I'm the best choice. Nice. We can stop it. All right. So folks, you are voting based only on those comments. (laughs) You can vote right now. The poll is posted at the top of our pages on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. Look for backlot pod and put your vote in. The winner will be announced on next week's show. If you don't like any of our choices, go ahead and pick one, the one that you like the best, but throw a comment in there and let us know who you would have picked and why. If you're voting, let us know who you voted for and why. We will read the best of those comments on next week's episode. Now that that has all been said, go ahead. (laughs) What do you want to say? Everybody, go ahead. Now everybody can start to cut (laughs) loose. It's a very small thing, and remember, don't consider this (laughs) when you're voting, whatever you do. Uh, the comment that I was doing the exact same thing by destroying Daniel Day-Lewis's filmography by replacing it with Nicolas Cage, I don't think it holds as much water just because, and I'm going to say this, rewatchability. He can't do just one minute. What, yeah, what, is, what is the Daniel Day-Lewis movie that is rewatchable? Absolutely none of them. None yeah. of them. They're all one-offs. Yeah, I couldn't even care about it. Really exactly. good. They're all really, really good but they're not fun at all. Nicolas Cage can be really good, but he's also just inherently watchable. Even his bad movies are fun to watch. So I think by replacing... So Daniel Day-Lewis is going to elevate just an onslaught of films, and I bet you he wins a couple Oscars for shitty Nicolas Cage movies. But will he win the poll is the question this week. That is a week. big question. Any others? I know you had another one. Kenny, who was your other? Uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher like Walken's that fun. That's a lot uh, of fun. I only That's picked a good Nick, one. I uh, only put, picked Tom Cruise because Christopher Walken probably couldn't step into the... not. To say maybe a younger Christopher Walken right. wouldn't have been more athletic and would have trained and did all this kind of stuff. We don't know, so because that really wasn't his style. But as far as that goofy or even the goofy serious or just the serious, Christopher Walken can pull that off, and I I think they could almost be interchangeable brothers yeah. or some family member. They're that close. We yeah, have to others as well. Yeah, go ahead. Say whatever actor replaces Nicolas Cage is going to have to shout the alphabet (laughs) 
and they're also going to have to deliver the line, shoot him again, his spirit's still dancing. It's like from, what is it, Bad Lieutenant Fort yeah, Hall, yeah. New Orleans? Yeah, one of those uh, really So bad. you're going to, he has to say and do some crazy stuff in movies. Oh, yeah. And Did you have any others before? Because we're trying to wrap this thing oh, up. Yeah, we're yeah. going long. <laughs> any others besides uh, Daniel Day Lewis that you had talked about? I thought there was another one or two that you had kicked around, but well, I was, maybe I'm I was, misremembering. I wanted to go with uh, Pete. I thought Michael Madsen would be kind of a fun mm, yeah, one. That'd be fun. Although That's he's he's fairly stale. Yeah. Uh, Tom Sizemore, just to get like a few. I know he's not the greatest. Yeah, so again, you're going, with, you're going with supporting actors. And yeah. toss a lot of insurance on those productions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I was pretty resolute in my final decision. Okay. Although Christopher Walken, is that's a good a really one. I good love one. that answer. And I had a lot, I had a more yeah, yeah. stuff, but I left that at home. So. Jen, did you have any me? others? No, nope. I didn't have a single. You were sold I from the day one. Uh, You're not, not going to throw like a Cage Tom Hanks out there. Doing or the scene <laughs> from Wet Hot American Summer, and I couldn't stop thinking about <laughs> how ridiculous that was. Yeah. And then I couldn't think of anybody else because I kept going back. I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to build a case on this then because <laughs> I can't. They say he just walks on to set and has already made a decision. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Like with Kick-Ass, he just This is what we're doing. Yep. Just so you know, this is how I'm doing it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a, The other two I had uh, in my honorable mentions were, would have been Michael Keaton would have been fun. Oh, we yeah. would have gotten a Nick Cage, Beetlejuice, Mr. Mom, some of those things. <laughs> Mr. Mom. Yeah. And the only other one I had in consideration was Willem Dafoe. I think that could have been a lot of fun, again, yeah. because you can kind of... You can get wild and fun with that one. <laughs> Nicholas Cage and Lars von Trier's <laughs> Antichrist. <laughs> exactly. Or any of the other crappy Lars von Trier films. Uh, be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Search for at Alamo Spring nice. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store or visit the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Don't forget to check out the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Season 2 is underway with a rotating lineup of hosts, guests, interviews, you name it. You can follow us online by going to popgoestheculture.com. On social media, it's at PGTC Podcast. That's it. That's going to wrap us up, I think, for this week. Anybody got anything else before we call our show? There is a lot. We we talked about a lot of stuff. It was great. Any way to bring more attention to the beautiful performances of Mr. Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) That's going to wrap us up again for this week's episode. I have been Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Go see a movie this week at the Alamo Draft House. If you're coming to see Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, I'll see you on Saturday. Come say hi. Otherwise, we'll talk to you later. See you. Later. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.